Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just a quick note before we get started. This episode contains disturbing content, including discussions of suicide. Take care while listening. It wasn't until I was in my 20s, after I'd moved away from Oregon, that I realized I'd had a weird childhood. That's when people started telling me that I grew up in a cult. See, my mom and dad were both devoted members of this New Age personal growth seminar group that took over our hometown in the 1980s. It was called Wings. Are you settling for less than you really want? Since 1986, Wing Seminars has assisted over 35,000 individuals like you to create more of what they really want. Imagine what you could be doing a year from now if you started today. Register now for our personal effectiveness seminar. My parents met in a Wing Seminar. It's where they met all their friends and just about everybody I knew growing up. My childhood was constant processing and rebirthing and getting, quote, heavy, deep, and real. That was one of the phrases my family tossed around a lot, HDR, heavy, deep, and real. The seminars taught my parents how to communicate and be vulnerable, and they expected or demanded the same from me. It was kind of like Lewis and Clark. It was the journey of discovery, but it was all self-discovery. This is my dad. There was a lot of crying happiness and joy and having emotional breakthroughs and letting go of pain and hurt. The seminars took place over about five days in a hotel conference room. Lots of circles of chairs and sharing and tears. People in the seminars relived their most traumatic experiences. They screamed and cried together or at each other. The seminars pushed you to confront the deepest and thorniest parts of yourself, to strip you down to your core and make you face who you truly are. And sometimes... Uh, sometimes it's not pretty what you find, and sometimes you kind of wish you hadn't found it. The seminars had different levels, beginner, intermediate, advanced. Each one cost a few hundred dollars more than the one before. The idea was that after you went through all of them, you'd emerge a stronger, happier, more fully realized person than when you went in. And that's exactly what happened to my parents. When I was a teenager, my parents signed me up for the seminars too. At 17, I became the youngest person to ever work on one. It was easy for me, you know? I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah, and you grew up immersed in it, right? Where to me, it was like my life was black and then it became white. Radical, radical change. You grew up in a seminar room. I used to think that the seminars gave me some kind of superpower, the ability to understand myself and others on a profoundly deep level. I thought about wings almost like a religion when I figured I'd carry with me for the rest of my life. But after I graduated from high school and I moved away from Oregon, I found myself thinking about Wings less and less. It went from being this central part of my life to something I might mention casually to my friends at a bar. But my friends didn't think that anything about Wings sounded casual. The more they learned about it, the more convinced they were that I grew up in some kind of hippie cult. Insular community? Cult. Sketchy pseudoscience? Cult. Strange jargon, emotional breakdowns, screaming at a room full of strangers... All right, when you, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound great. I've spent the past decade working as a journalist. 
I've fought forest fires with prison inmates. I've interviewed politicians in the White House. I investigated an international cult obsessed with channeling Hitler. But I'd never done any reporting on the world I grew up in. Maybe I was afraid of what I might find. About a year ago, I finally decided to take a closer look at my family history. And what I saw wasn't pretty. There are dozens of people who claim that after taking a seminar, they had a psychotic break. Others spent months in the hospital. A few even died. In 1978, a man named David Priddle went through a seminar just like the ones my parents took. He was the same age they were, lived in the same town. But their experiences couldn't have been more different. David Priddle had had a very troubled childhood. This is Miles Stanislaw. He's an attorney. David Priddle and his childhood would get whipped with a switch. David Priddle would get urinated on. Very abusive upbringing. Somehow he turned his life around, married this nice lady, had two children, and was an extremely successful pulp mill worker. During his seminar, David went through an exercise called the Mom-Dad Dyad. He was told to pair up with a partner and speak to them like they were his parents. To say things like, Mom, what I've always wanted to tell you but have never been able to is X, or Dad, I finally forgive you for Y. David Priddle had suppressed all of these abhorrent childhood memories of his abusive family and had turned a page in his life. This particular process snapped him. It had taken David years to get over the trauma he'd experienced as a kid. The mom-dad dyad undid all of that work. David was thrown back into the darkest chapter of his life, and he couldn't get out of it. Fifteen hours after he left the seminar, David climbed to the top of a parking garage in downtown Eugene. Directly across from the parking garage, on a geographic location known as Skinner Butte Hill, there was a white crucifix emblazoned on the hill. I know that parking garage. It's a 10-minute drive from the house I grew up in. I know that view. I I know the mom-dad dyad. I've done it myself. I've even helped lead it. But I'd never heard David's story before. David Priddle took off all of his clothes, every stitch, folded them neatly, and placed them on the ground of the garage, stood up on the ledge of the garage and jumped. And that was how David Priddle ended his life. When I found out about what happened to David Priddle, I didn't know how to process it. His story made me question everything I thought I knew about where I came from. Because in my family, we only ever thought about these seminars as a good thing, something that could change anybody's life for the better. Growing up, my dad had this joke. Well, maybe it is a cult, but at least it's a good cult. This is Good Cult, an original podcast from Cast Media. I'm River Donahue. Over the next six episodes, I'm investigating the controversial seminars that defined my childhood and the man who created them, a convicted felon turned New Age guru named John Hanley. But this isn't just a story about the past. By the end of our time together, I'll take you inside a seminar room where lives are still being changed and ruined to this day. You're listening to episode one, The Mom-Dad Dyad. Look at it, I can see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you left my screen on. That's nice. 
All right. So what do you want to talk to me about? This is my mom. These days, she's a birth doula and a massage therapist. She's psychic, too, but she doesn't do that for money just to freak our family out. But that's a story for another time. For now, let's go back to the fall of 1983, when my mom was 21. She'd just gotten divorced from a guy she met right out of high school, and she'd moved back to Eugene, Oregon, where she grew up. She was juggling two jobs and just trying to scrape by. You know how I dealt with everything in my life was just work. And if you had spare time, you just, that meant you should have more work. So I worked at a dental office with these hippies during the day. And then at night, I would get off at 5. And by 5.30, I would be at this Mexican food restaurant. I'd get off at like 11.30 or something. And you sit around and have a margarita afterwards. And then I would go home and go to sleep and do it all again. And then, you know, my dad died. In September of 1983, my grandfather had a heart attack on a beach in Hawaii. A few weeks later, my grandmother came out to my mom. She told my mom she had started dating a woman she worked with. My dad died in September, and by October, my mom asked me for my house key back and said, never come to the house unannounced. And it was just really a poor way to handle it. But God love her. You know, it was like we just were all sort of floundering. Floundering. That's a word that comes up a lot when I talk to my parents about their lives before wings. My grandmother and her girlfriend were the first ones to take a seminar. They saw how my mom was, you know, floundering, and they told her to sign up as a way to figure out her life, process her dad's death, and hopefully come to terms with her mom's new relationship. But the seminars already had this strange, mysterious reputation around Eugene. You know, people were becoming aware of it, and what is it, and what's really going on, and there were these stories of people making radical moves in their life, right? Oh, somebody who was married and then they're not married or somebody who quit their job and not really super remarkable stories, but enough of a story that you knew something was happening. My mom was skeptical, but she felt like she didn't have a whole lot to lose. You know, I was like on this road where it was like, I got to do something different. This is not a sustainable path. I was hanging out with Coke dealers and I was like throwing up from behind a dumpster from doing too much cocaine and thought, This is fucking ridiculous. And I felt horrible for about three days. I just sort of shook and and sweated and uh, borrowed half the money, had half the money, just sent it to Wings. After my mom took that first seminar, everything changed. I guess I had been paying attention to the threads that separated people, how you were different from somebody else. And Wings just stripped people down to human level. In my life, it had just felt like swimming upstream, like trying to just differentiate and isolate. And what Wings felt like was getting into a stream where everyone's just sort of moving in the same direction. My dad has a similar story about finding his way to Wings. He was in the same place in his life, in his early 20s with no direction or clear path forward. He just graduated from the University of Oregon and had no idea what to do next. As my mom would put it, He was floundering. I was so unhappy. I was a 24-year-old recent college graduate and had no future, no plans. You know, I was was crippled with anxiety and didn't know what I wanted to do. I had this degree. I just knew I wanted to be in Eugene, but I didn't have a way to support myself. A woman he worked with invited him to a free intro night at Wings. It was basically a sales pitch disguised as a pizza party. By the end of the evening, he had bought in. 
I knew 13 people out of the 110 people or so who had attended the seminar. And every one of them said that it was the best thing they'd ever done. The normal price for the seminar was $450. And they had it discounted down to $275. My dad put down the money. It was about 750 bucks in today's dollars. And he signed up for a seminar. And then, just like that, it changed his life, too. I would call that a ridiculous understatement. What I used to say is my life was going along one path, and it's like I got picked up and put down on an entirely different path. Changed my life, of course, redirected it. It was almost like a new birthday. My parents made the seminars sound incredible. I almost felt jealous. You know, I, I can relate to that feeling of fighting your way through life. The feeling where you can't seem to make any real meaningful connections. The feeling that you're missing something that you can't quite put into words. The seminars fixed all of that. You had already cut through the bullshit. There was like this immediate, deeper level of conversation that I had never experienced before. I'd have to say it's the single most impactful thing that ever happened in my life. I mean, you gotta, you know, you always have to say, you know, the birth of my child was, uh, you know, biggest impact. And it's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But I never would have had a child if it hadn't been for the seminars. But what my parents told me about Wings wasn't the whole story. There was another side to these seminars, a sinister one, a side my parents never even knew existed. Guy jumped off the top level of the, uh, the parkade downtown and committed suicide. After, like, after a seminar? Hey, it's River. I just wanted to take a second to ask if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, hang on. I'm getting a call from my dad. Hang on. Hello? Yeah, hey, Dad. No, I'm telling him right now. Look, if you're so worked up about it, why don't you just say it? I'll put you on speakerphone. Hang on. Say it again, Dad. Rate, review, and subscribe to Good Cult in Apple Podcast. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. All right, you heard him. Rate, review, and subscribe to Good Cult in Apple Podcasts. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. All right, look, making this podcast has been really emotionally intense for me in a way I didn't expect, truly. You know, it's forced me to take a hard look at all the relationships in my life, with my family, with my partner, with myself. It's been a really hard year. And there have been a couple times these past months, probably more than I'd like to admit, where I got overwhelmed and just shut down. You know, where I felt like there were just too many problems, too many issues, too much of everything. And I'd get stuck in this negative thought loop and just spin and spin and spin. But every time I did, my therapist was there to help me get out of that stuck point, to get my brain out of problems and into solutions. I genuinely don't think I would have finished the podcast you're listening to right now without therapy. I'd still be rewriting episode one and just spinning out completely. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is the perfect place to start. There are lots of different kinds of therapy, lots of different kinds of therapists. And the thing I like most about BetterHelp is that they let you switch therapists at any time. You know, it's important to find somebody that feels like the right fit, and BetterHelp gets that. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com GoodCult today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com GoodCult. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So you've probably already heard about Cast's new investigative true crime podcast, Lost in Panama. But if you haven't caught up yet, Now's the time, because new evidence and testimony has been uncovered in the more recent episodes that's shining a whole new light on the case. The first four episodes of Lost in Panama laid out everything already known about the two young women who went missing, including deep dives into the mysterious photos, the suspicious tour guide, and the remains. But episode five is where the investigation launches into a whole new direction. The Lost in Panama team meets a woman who says that the same men who killed her son are responsible for Chris and Lizanne's deaths. The woman lays out what she believes happened and how the women were abducted and killed. And amazingly, it all adds up. The pieces start to fit together and finally make sense. So as time's running out, the Lost in Panama team takes this major breakthrough and races to push the Panamanian government to admit that there's more going on here than meets the eye. The officials need to reopen the case and take a serious look at this new evidence. So the families affected can finally get closure. But will they do it? If you want to find out, you can listen to all episodes of Lost in Panama right now, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, are you still there? I'm still here, buddy. Okay, great. Uh, well, thanks so much for chatting with me. You betcha. I think I can give you what you want. I wanted to know where Wings came from, so I tracked down one of my dad's old seminar leaders, a guy named Michael McNally. He answered all of my questions about the history of Wings, but as we talked, I just got more confused. McNally told me that Wings wasn't some one-of-a-kind thing, that the guy who ran my parents' seminars had just ripped them off from a company called LifeSpring, which ran hugely successful personal growth seminars all across the country. Well, when he sat in the life spring training, he said to himself privately, I can do this in a way I can do it better. So he took the life spring basic training and their second level training. I feel like life spring was the, you know, the parent of wings in that world. It very much was. The exercises my mom and dad went through in the 1980s, the exercises I watched them lead in the 1990s, the ones that I went through myself in the 2000s, they all came from LifeSpring. Here's my mom again. I remember this process and you would just find yourself in front of somebody and using just your first hit of being in front of this person, did you trust them, not trust them? That was a LifeSpring exercise. They called it the mingle. There was a process called stop, look, choose, and it took place in a line, a hug line. LifeSpring again. Then there was a red-black game. LifeSpring. The victim story process. LifeSpring. The mom-dad dyad. LifeSpring. What happened at Wings was almost like a community theater production of a LifeSpring seminar. LifeSpring was a national movement. In the 1970s and 80s, hundreds of thousands of people went through LifeSpring seminars. The company had offices in at least 30 different cities. San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Philadelphia, Chicago, D.C., and the folks LifeSpring signed up weren't just lost woo-woo 20-somethings like my mom and dad. They were CEOs and politicians and government officials, people with their hands on the levers of power in America. DARPA, an arm of the Pentagon tasked with creating secretive, cutting-edge technology for the military, they put their top people through LifeSpring. LifeSpring said it was on a mission to change people's lives, but it didn't always change them for the better. 
I uncovered dozens of lawsuits filed by LightSpring participants who claim the seminars scarred them for life. One man walked out of a seminar and had a psychotic break, then stripped naked and assaulted a cop outside of a church. A woman swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills because she couldn't get the voice of her seminar leader out of her head. Another woman said that after the seminar, she suffered from epileptic fits, anxiety attacks, chronic depression, and tried to kill herself. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And then I found out about David Priddle. One of the stories happened here in Eugene. Guy jumped off the top level of the uh, the parkade downtown. No, what is that on Oak Street? Jumped off the top and committed suicide. After like after a seminar, like a life spring participant. He uh, afterwards, or as a part of it, or he was in the middle of it, or some damn thing. Wow. David Priddle wasn't the only person who died after a seminar. He was just the first. Then there was another one that happened in Portland where a person drowned. I know nothing about it. All I know is that it happened. It wasn't easy to track down these allegations. LifeSpring had worked hard to bury them. When people came forward with horror stories about LifeSpring, the company cut them a check to drop their lawsuits and keep quiet about what happened. They'd all gone through the same seminars my parents took at Wings. The seminars I took, too. The seminars I helped to run. And everything led back to one man. John Hanley. John Hanley. John Hanley. John Hanley. John Hanley. John Hanley, the owner of the company. John Hanley, the CEO of LifeSpring. He created the seminars that created Wings. Without him, my parents would never have met. They never would have fallen in love. They never would have gotten married. Which means that without John Hanley, I wouldn't have even been born. I don't even know if he's alive anymore. John Hanley would be 76 or 77 years old right now, if he's still alive. Now, what happened to him was he did very well in LifeSpring, made a bunch of cash. John Hanley is still alive, and he's pretty active online. He's made more than 150 YouTube videos over the past few years. Some are a few minutes long, some are almost an hour, but they're all basically the same. A guy in his late 70s talking about how he can change people's lives. Listen, I'm the most surprised person on the planet that 7 million people have taken the trainings. This one's from last October. Hanley's standing next to a pool and some palm trees, and he looks completely overdressed. He's all buttoned up in a blazer and a tie with a full head of silver hair and this carefully manicured goatee. If you'd asked me in 1974 or five. Hey, how long do you think this little thing will last? I'd say, ah, oh, maybe a year or two if we're lucky. Now I'm here 50-some years later. I wasn't quite sure what he meant. 
I'd read that LifeSpring shut down in the late 90s. But apparently, Hanley never stopped putting on seminars. He's still going, to this day. Training is about interpersonal relationships. It's about us being together in an extraordinary way that cannot happen, let's say, without this kind of experience. And you only get this kind of experience by being fully committed not only to yourself, but to others. Now, this is the first time I'd ever seen John Hanley, but there was something familiar about him. He sounded like every seminar leader I'd ever met. But maybe I had that backwards. Maybe they all just sounded like him. The powerful thing is not one ounce of advertising has been done. All the people in the training have been referred to the training by people who know them and understand them and love them. This is a powerful endorsement about the training itself. The title and description of this video are in Spanish. It also has Spanish subtitles. Just about all of John Hanley's videos do. Well, except for the ones where he has someone standing next to him translating live. What if ¿Qué tal today si hoy is good as it gets? Es tan bueno como se va a poner. What if today is maximum, si maximum joy? Es la alegría máxima. Can you celebrate that? ¿Podrías celebrar eso? There's footage of Hanley leading seminars in Colombia, in Puerto Rico, in Mexico City. Apparently, he's been running these things all over Latin America. So the days of... Los días de... Yo es por qué. Yo es y por qué. What about me? What about me? What about me? I think they're fading a little. Creo que se están desvaneciendo un poco. And I think people really are looking for opportunities to empower their family, to empower others, to empower them, all of us. Watching his videos, Hanley struck me as a genuine guy, even sweet, a man who still deeply believes in his seminars all these years later. It was hard for me to square the guy in these videos with the company he ran a company that drove people to suicide, sent others to the hospital, and then paid them off to keep quiet about it. I had trouble believing that Hanley could be responsible for all the damage LifeSpring allegedly caused, or that he's potentially putting a new generation of people at risk right now. We're not trained as medical professionals. No estamos entrenados como profesionales médicos. We're trained in the art of, let's say, being. Estamos entrenados, digamos, en el arte de ser. No matter how much research I did, I couldn't manage to figure John Hanley out. So I started searching for people who knew John Hanley. His LifeSpring employees, the people he trained, his old friends, his mentor, reporters who interviewed Hanley at his peak. I wanted to get a better sense of who he really is. But nobody's stories lined up. If you ask most of the people who went through LifeSpring back in the day, they'll tell you John Hanley is a visionary a new age guru who gave them the power to take control of their lives. And John Hanley walks in and he's so successful and savvy and smart. He could talk it, but he also looked it, you know, and people wanted to be like him. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Hanley was famous for putting them in situations of awesome personal growth. And that's one of John's gifts. But if you ask Mark Fisher, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist at the Washington Post who investigated LifeSpring in the 80s, he'll tell you John Hanley is a con artist. He's a grifter. A man whose only goal in life is making money, no matter who gets hurt along the way. Hanley's driving mantra was, 
get the cash. He would always say that, get the cash. He's a crook. Hanley was a convicted felon. You know, he'll probably go to his death without revealing just to what extent he is consciously trying to rip people off. And if you ask Scott Nugent, he'll say that John Hanley is something even worse. He's a force of evil, a man allegedly responsible for the deaths of at least three people, including Scott's aunt. My Annie Gale was Gail Rennick, who was murdered by Lifespring. I mean, there was nothing else that was important to my granddad from, from that point on. And it was just making sure that the people who killed his baby paid, period. But which one of these is the real John Hanley? The more people I talked to, the more complicated that question got. There is something about being a guru, right? You're the all-knowing man. John Hanley can be an asshole. At the very least, it's a horrible Ponzi scheme, and it's just for defrauding people. And at worst, it can really mess you up for life. Hanley had been sued over previous uh, schemes that he'd been involved in, pyramid schemes. He's in Mexico right now, I think, because there is a lot of people in Mexico willing to pay a lot of money to become yes, trainers. Yes, they're going to fuck you up the ass. They're completely going to mess you up. They're completely going to break They put him in the casket, closed it, and then beat on it with a baseball and this bat. This is the message of life spring. Love yourself, love people. The intent is evil. He thought being put that casket was the best thing that ever happened. I thought Lifespring was just about dissolved in the 80s, but they're coming back And the thing that really irritates me is this motherfucker's still making money. Over the past nine months, I've started to piece together the real story of Hanley and Lifespring. Or a real story, at least. It's a story about a kid who got his start running small-time scams in Milwaukee with a guy named Dirty Old Fred, who'd been convicted of a felony before he turned 25, who joined a pyramid scheme and rose up the ranks until the U.S. government shut it down for defrauding people out of more than $250 million. In this version of the story, John Hanley didn't even start LifeSpring. He stole it from one of his oldest friends. And then he somehow transformed himself into a guru and started a movement that swept up my grandparents, then my parents, and then eventually me. An investigation that started with a few calls to my mom and dad took me places I never could have imagined. And it ended in the basement of a Disneyland hotel where I found myself face to face with John Hanley himself. How old are you, 30? Yeah, 31. When I was 31, I had 150 people working for me, including 25 trainers I trained. So just consider that your idea of how this came about ain't how, at all how it came about. You're listening to Good Cult, an original podcast from Cast Media. I'm River Donahue. Next time... I'll walk you through John Hanley's rise from convicted felon and con artist to the CEO of LifeSpring, a journey that started with Hanley locked inside of a casket. Good Cult is written by me, River Donahue, with help from Drew Schwartz. It's executive produced by Colin Thompson and produced by me and Drew with a last-minute assist from Trey Schiltz. Good Cult was edited and mixed by Anton Doty. The original score was composed by Spencer Fox and Sam Hendricks, Robert Beatty made our cover art, and Katie Way fact-checked for us. Legal review by Ted Gertis. Special thanks this episode to Hannah Smith, Ali Conti, and my parents, who let me mine their private lives for content. 
Good Cult is a cast original production. There's a little bell next to my desk. And every time someone rates, reviews, and subscribes to Good Cult, that little bell goes ding. It's the most beautiful sound in the world. It puts a smile on my face, a skip in my step. It fills me with vigor and vim and a little bit of pep. So you know what to do. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Good Cult in Apple Podcasts. Ding, ding, ding. Ring my bell. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.